Well, a South Carolina grand jury is going to take over the investigation into corruption in Colleton County. And what will this mean for Alec Murdaugh, Becky Hill, and the rest of the cast of characters that just seem all caught up in a whole new layer of drama? And yesterday on Court TV, Becky Hill's co-author, Neil Gordon, got into it with TikTok superstar, lawyer Lori, and it got messy, and um, it's all quite hilarious. But uh, you know what, guys? I'm Collier Landry. Let's get into it. Testimony continued today in the most notorious criminal trial. In- when I was 12 years old, my testimony sent my father to prison for murdering my mother. I decided at an early age that our trauma should not be what defines us. It's what we choose to do with it that does. I'm here to share my unique perspective on true crime, mental health, society, and popular culture, albeit with a slight sense of humor. I'm Collier Landry, and welcome to my show. So, Mover Nation, welcome to a special Tuesday edition of the Collier Landry Show. Uh, Wherever you may be and however you may be listening or watching, thanks for making me a part of your day, or I guess evening at this point. Lots going on because, you know, as you guys have requested for me to look into more of this Murdoch stuff, for a while I thought I was really late to the party. And then as you just keep peeling back the layers and the layers and the layers, you kind of realize that this is just a gift that keeps on giving. And um, I just want to give a special shout out to Aura, who is a sponsor of today's episode. More on them later. So um, I, I yesterday there was some breaking news that was released that There was a request that came in. I'm going to read it in a second, share it with you guys. A request that came in to have the South Carolina Attorney General's office look into the corruption in Colleton County. And um, they came back and said, yes, we are going to convene a special grand jury to look into these things, which is um, so wild because for the longest time, and when I dove into the whole Murdoch thing or Murdoch, however you pronounce it, I will continue to mispronounce it, I'm sure, because everyone says it a different way. With this whole Alec Murdoch trial and situation, I became aware of this like in February or March because of documentaries that came out. And um, uh, my mother, Susan, had said, did you watch these documentaries? Have you seen this? Because I'm a documentary filmmaker, right? I thought, okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'll check it out. And I was like, oh, this is, this is wild. But I never, never did I think that anyone, I don't think anyone thought that the corruption would go much past uh, um, Alec Murdaugh himself and his family. But no, it is the gift that keeps on giving. So to recap, and the other day I had done an episode on Becky Hill, and I had had some documents that I thought were redacted. Apparently they weren't. I was confused on the live. Um, and uh, But I have my ducks in a row now. So I wanted to share with you guys a couple of things because, and yesterday also, on top of all this, on top of all this mess with the Murdaws, and you have this whole situation with Becky Hill, right? And then you have this whole situation with now she she has a co-author, this guy Neil Gordon, who she was friends with his became friends with his wife, who's a photographer who took all these photos and these books, and this book that they made, which is called Behind the Walls of Justice or whatever the hell it's called. I'll I'll tell you what it is. Behind the, the doors of justice, the Murdaugh murders. And there's been all this kerfuffle about ever since this book came out, which came out in the beginning of September of this, of, of this year. And there's been all this hoopla. 
And now we have Neil Gordon who's going on programs defending himself, defending his wife, and uh, defending her honor, and also himself. And it's just this big, this big circle just of badness. But before we get into that, so as I explained the other day, Becky Hill's son, uh, Jeffrey Colton Hill, he was arrested. He was a he was the head of um uh the head, like the chief technology or information officer for Colleton County. He's in charge of all the records, and he was charged with one count of wiretapping, where he was allegedly um allegedly uh wiretapping conversations and supposedly the rumor is giving them to his mother to use. Okay. There we have that. So so what has happened is during all of this all of this nonsense and this is in the last 2 weeks we have had all these wonderful things come up and the first the first is this um this was filed by here come the glasses because we don't have the uh we don't have the um LASIK. I'm getting my LASIK in two weeks, guys. I'm very excited. So this is the first one. This is from Colleton County. And this is a letter that was sent as we let it process here. Here we go. Here we go. Let's add this to the stage. There we go. All right. So this letter, as you can see, was sent on November the 28th says, this is from the officer of the solicitor. And this says, dear general Wilson and, and chief heel, the above reference investigation, the above e-referenced investigation involves a potential conflict, a potential public corruption in Colleton County. Now, again, this is dated, as I said, November 28th, 2023. The above e-reference investigation involves potential public corruption in Colleton County. It is currently being investigated by SLED and is under review by the 1st and 14th Circuit's Public Integrity Unit. The investigation would benefit from the use of the state grand jury as it is, as it is an investigative grand jury equipped to issue subpoenas and compel sworn testimony in order to discover public corruption. In short... The state grand jury possesses considerably broader investigative authority and individual county than individual county grand juries. For this reason, I am formally asking you to uh, asking that you impanel the state grand jury to continue this investigation. You are welcome to use any of my office's resources in your investigation or prosecution. Please contact me if you have any questions or concerns. Now, I pulled this from an article which was from. ABC four news, I believe in South Carolina in Charleston, South Carolina, I'm, I, I believe. And they pulled it from a source called Fitz news, which has a YouTube channel. You should check them out. But this is ABC, ABC news, um, ABC news four. And I believe they reference them. So good, good on the guys, uh, will over at Fitz news for, um, really being on top of all of this stuff, because a lot of this, a lot of this stuff appears to come from him, which is absolutely fabulous because it's a never ending, <laughs> a never ending well for which to uh to dive into but um okay so all that of course stems from becky hill's son okay who was arrested like i said uh he was charged with one count of wiretapping and according to sled hill misused his position as 
information as information technology director. According to SLED, Hill misused his position as information technology director to unlawfully intercept and listen to a phone conversation on July 20th. The individuals involved in the conversation did not know they were being recorded and had not given consent for their conversation to be recorded. Agents say a search warrant was obtained for the phone records, which confirmed the conversation was recorded by an IP address assigned to Hill's computer. And of course, he is the, the son of, uh, of Becky Hill. And um, this presents an interesting conflict of interest. So again, this was reported by ABC 4 News on November the 22nd, and then he was arrested, obviously, and uh, right before the Thanksgiving holiday, which we talked about. Uh, wishful Makeup, thank you so much for the super sticker. So now, as of yesterday, the uh, actually, maybe it was even today, they formally responded. The uh, The... State Attorney General's office decided to respond. <laughs> and this was their official response. Dated, sorry, December 4th. So yesterday they responded. The Honorable Isaac McDuffie Stone III, <laughs> solicitor of the 14th Judicial Circuit. That is, I believe, who... Is that who requested it? I don't know. Anyways, Alan Wilson, who's the attorney general of the state of, Calif uh, state of South Carolina, said, Dear Solicitor Stone, the Office of Attorney General has, received, has reviewed your correspondence as of November 28th, 2023, referencing sled case, blah, 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 5923, Adolo, 0008, and 3123, 0092. After discussing this matter, matter with you and my staff, the Office of the Attorney General has decided to assume jurisdictions for all prosecutorial actions related to these cases. Thank you for your willingness to assist as the inquiry continues. Signed, Alan Wilson, Attorney General. Now, again, the corruption. <laughs> the corruption is only unique to the Murdochs. That's the thing that's just so wild to me. The thing is, is that this corruption goes so deep and now it has involved all these other, this whole cast of characters who you would assume would have been, I don't know, innocent pawns and in all of this would have been people that were doing their civic duty, but no, no. And as I always say, I'm always very concerned, uh, can, I'm always very interested in to what end all these things serve people, right? So Becky Hill had done a self-publishing deal for this book. And I had, I had jokingly referred to it in past videos as a book deal. It was, not a, it was not a book deal per se, but she put it out. Doing, putting your own book out is very expensive. It costs like 40 grand to do. It's a whole process to put it out on Amazon. It's a whole thing. It's called Kindle Desktop Publishing. There are 5 million videos on YouTube on how to do it. So... The fact that she went ahead with this endeavor and then hired a co-author in Neil Gordon, who was also a local journalist, and put this book out was obviously a big risk. Now, according to some people, the book has not done very well. I have not read it. I've also heard it's not very well written. I am not surprised. Um, she doesn't strike me as being an author. And it doesn't strike me as probably being as well written just for the simple fact that the case ended, if you will, in on March the 2nd when Murdaugh was convicted 
And then she supposedly hired him like three weeks later. And the book is done in inside five months. That's not a long time for one to write a book, or at least a good one, um, especially about a case that is so um, that is so rich with characters and often sort of, as you look at it from an outsider view, looks like, reads like a Carl Hyacin novel. If you guys are familiar with Carl Hyacin, Lucky You, fantastic book, many others, you got to read it. Also based in the South, they're all based in, I believe, Florida. F fabulous author. Anyways, Carl Heisen, check him out. So, interestingly enough, I, I, I could believe that ah, maybe it's not the maybe it's not going to win any Pulitzer prizes. However, it is an expensive endeavor to go through. So, the notion has been all along that she did this for fame and money, which I pretty much believe. I, I think that I think everyone sees the way that these these cases go. All these podcasts are made. All of these things are out there in the public and people are on YouTube or doing podcasts or talking about all these things. I think everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. So why not? However, when you're, and, and a lot of it, there's a lot of, I believe, ethical questions that I'm not going to address in this particular episode, but I think there are a lot of ethical questions that have to be raised. I was thinking about it today before the show of just how many people that I've met recently, just even talking about this case. And going to to places like CrimeCon and and doing interviews with other podcasts with like other lawyers that are somehow involved in this whole Murdoch uh, Murdoch scandal and whole Murdoch situation, and I'm wondering like how do they how are they able to as lawyers do podcasts or be YouTubers or go on TikTok? This um, this Lori uh, lawyer Lori, this TikTok influencer that we're going to get into in a little bit. She has 600,000 followers on TikTok. That's twice of what I have, by the way, um, which is, you know, fantastic for her. But, you know, it's, it, and if you're a practicing attorney, I often wonder, because I often feel like there is a, a, you know, it goes without saying, there's a massive conflict of interest with this stuff. I would imagine, right? How do you separate yourself from the, from the conjecture? How do you elevate yourself? And this is not saying that any of these people that go on you know, I've been on podcasts with Eric Bland, who represented uh, Gloria Satterfeld's family. He seems very professional to me, and, and we had a great conversation. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on anyone. I just wonder, like, first of all, it's a lot to keep up with to begin with. But how do you, how do you sort of mm, bifurcate that in your professional career to be, you know, I, I don't know. I it, it is a new day and age, and who am I? You know, look, I am not a psychologist. I am not a lawyer. I'm just a guy who's been through a lot of shit. That's all. And that's the perspective you get from me. But I always go, wow, um, that seems like it's a lot. But, you know, hey, what do I know? I would think you wouldn't have it. You shouldn't be talking about things, that, you know, legally that you have anything to do with legally as well. So, but that's just my opinion. Um, but again, <laughs> not a lawyer. So I don't know. Uh, however, I want to go back back into because I have the unredacted complaint that was filed again, courtesy of Fitz News. By the way, they put out some a lot of really great stuff. They offer to download. You guys can check it out. Check it out on their website. I believe it's fitznews.com. Um, they have a lot of really cool documents. Also, shout out to Karen Fan, who's out here because she's the one who hit me to Fitz News uh, and said, hey, you should check them out. They're really cool. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff. So um, I want to go through this little fun thing. So this is the ethics complaint. Now, this is the redacted one. I'm going to flip the page and we're going to get into the real one. 
And I'm going to bring you guys into, uh, we're going to kind of chat about this one because I meant to read this the other day and thought that I had the wrong one. This is dated June 26, 2023. We're going to get into this. This is the written statement of so-and-so. Now, this is referencing, this is uh, to the South Carolina Ethics Commission, uh, referencing the uh, Colleton County Clerk of Court, Becky Bloom Hill. Becky Bloom. Becky Bloom. I like that. This is the written statement of blank regarding the unethical behavior of Colleton County Clerk of Court, Becky Hill. Hill is the elected clerk of court and, and was in office at the time of the Murdoch trial. Since the beginning of the trial, Hill has utilized her authority, the Colleton County courthouses, Courthouse and taxpayers' money outside the scope of routine court business. Through interviews with various media, media sources, Hill admits she planned to write a book as soon as she discovered Murdoch, uh, as soon as she discovered Murdoch would be adjudicated in Colleton County. Hill also used her position to make contacts prior to the trial that could assist her in this endeavor. These admissions can be discovered in local news sources and social media posts. Now, this is the interesting thing. So, okay, so this document is alleging, uh, alleges that, um, that she had done all these social media posts, which apparently there, you know, when, you, when it's out on the internet, kids, it's out, it's out there for forever, right? It's out there forever. And um, it is, it is, it never ceases to amaze me that people don't realize the power of the internet. When you put something out there, you gotta watch out because it can come back to bite you in the ass. Uh, I know. Um, you just, uh, you know, uh, posting these photos, videos, everything, everything is, there's receipts for everything nowadays. So, um, and I think, I, I think generationally, we, a lot of times we're going to be like, well, I didn't do that. Well, it's, no, it's right here. You posted on Twitter in July 17th, 2013. Here it is right here for all the world to see. So I think that maybe she thought she could maybe shift her way out of her. Now, I want to offer you a, con a contrarian opinion to this. Who wrote this is the thing. Allegedly, these were written by as a complaints from former employees, right? Uh, and people in the know. What's to say this isn't like Murdoch's side of the uh, of the the fence? Team Murdoch writing this to stir shit up as well. That's what makes all this so interesting. Is the deeper down the rabbit hole you seem to go, the more you discover. Like, oh, okay, well, wait a minute, hold on. This sounds really bad here. And, and the thing is, is that you you know the problem lies in that the fact is she did write a book. She did put it out quickly, and she really was seeking clout and fame. In fact, I mentioned Fit and Fitz News earlier. She interviewed with them, which also posed a conflict of interest to them or, or not really a conflict of interest, but a conflict. They were conflicted because they they had gone and, and Will over at Fitz News had said in court on court TV yesterday that he had, he had felt bad because he had gotten to know her and really thought highly of her. And she gave one of her first interviews with him about the book, which I watched a couple of months ago. And then, you know, so he's conflicted like, oh, okay, I've made friends with her. I thought she was a really good, good, good woman and had done really good work. And now they're discovering that, oh, maybe all along she was intending on doing something different. So there's this big wave of drama, a big wave of drama. But speaking of putting your life out there on the internet, privacy is something that we all should take a, uh, take seriously nowadays, especially during the holidays when we're putting our credit card information in and all those types of things. And I want to let you guys hear from my sponsor of today's episode, Aura. 
Hey guys, I want to take a moment to talk to you about something that affects all of us, privacy. In this digital age, our personal information is scattered across the internet, just waiting to be discovered. Now, I've spent countless hours trying to protect my privacy, and that's why I'm thrilled to introduce you to today's video sponsor, Aura. Now, Aura is not just another identity protection service. It's your all-in-one solution for safeguarding your digital life. They do the heavy lifting by scouring the internet to find and delete your publicly available information. So no more chasing down websites or managing different services. Aura has it all on one secure platform. And here's the real game changer, credit monitoring. Aura goes the extra mile by sending you alerts. You'll receive emails notifying you when someone is poking around for your personal information or when your phone number is being searched. The best part? You decide what stays public and what gets deleted. They keep an eye on your credit and ensuring your phone number isn't being handed out to annoying robocallers. We all hate those guys, right? After I signed up for Aura, those unwanted calls drastically decreased for me. Now, I've tried various identity protection and credit monitoring services, but Aura's streamlined platform is what sets it apart. It's user-friendly, customizable, and most importantly, it's secure. They won't sell your information to third parties. and Instead, it's stored in an encrypted vault under your control. Now, here's the exciting part for you guys, my audience. Aura is offering a two-week free trial. Just click the link in my description below or visit Aura.com slash CallYourLandry. Don't wait, guys. Take control of your digital life today. Click the link, sign up for Aura, and enjoy the peace of mind that comes with knowing your information is in safe hands. Let's make those robocalls a thing of the past and keep your identity where it belongs. Back to information that we find on the internet as well. (laughs) Becky Hill, maybe you should sign up for Aura. Maybe that will help you get your digital life in order as well. Um, Okay, so um, again, maybe this is from Team Murdoch, but I'm going to read a little bit more of this, but then I want to get into this whole kerfuffle that played out on on Core TV yesterday because the finger pointing and get your wife's name out of my mouth and all this. It was crazy with Neil Gordon and this uh, lawyer, Lori. Uh, It was, it was, these people are, it's so crazy because everybody's pointing at each other crying foul and everybody's, everybody's, everybody's stepped in it. It's just, it's kind of funny to me. Uh, During the Murdoch trial, Hill used her political position and authority to obtain confidential information and digital images of the defendant and others during the trial. So so what they're referencing is apparently there was a photograph and he gets into this, this Neil Gordon in a second, we're we're going to play this. So Neil Gordon uh, apparently, apparently what has been floating around is uh, there was this, this photograph of Alec Murdoch in a holding cell that was posted on Facebook. Uh, it was right before he, he was, um, he was convicted and he was apparently reading like a true crime book or something. And that's what everybody was calling into question because it was taken according to, uh, Gordon's wife, who, whose name escapes me is probably in these documents right here. Um, he, um, apparently, uh, uh, it was taken off a monitor, like a security monitor, like a closed circuit television in the courthouse. And, you know, you're not apparently during this trial, as it should be, there were not letting people in with cameras and cell phones. And apparently only court TV was the only uh, media outlet that was allowed to be filming in the actual courtroom. So they were pretty strict on this, apparently. And I, I don't know how true that was. I wasn't there, but I know there's a lot of people there. Um, but apparently one of the things that is argued is that his that uh, Neil Gordon's wife had like 30 days worth of access to the trial 
and to be able to take photographs, which he alleges is not true with it, which this lawyer, Lori woman has alleged was true on TikTok. Now I haven't watched her TikToks, but uh, apparently she's very colorful with her language, which also has offended Neil Gordon. Oh, poor guy. You can't handle the bread. You can't handle the naughty words. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Their, their banter is, is quite funny, but the calls into question this one photograph that has circulated that was supposedly published to Facebook that uh, showed Alec Murdoch in the holding cell. And people were like, how did you get that image? How was she able to take that image off of a monitor? That means she was given access, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I will tell you one thing. I was, I have been a camera guy my entire life. Um, as I said, uh, I was a cinematographer. I made a film, Murder Mansfield. Check it out. Link in this link below here. Um, but I, I, I was, I'm a professional cinematographer. That's what I've done for a, well over a decade. I have taken cameras into some really hairy places, including a prison, <laughs> including prisons. Um, but, uh, there are ways to sneak in things. And I will tell you something that, um, you know, and I think, you know, obviously nowadays people are probably a lot more hip with social media and stuff, but back in the day, it was pretty easy to confuse people um, in power positions or security people with camera gear. Um, I was able to bring in some extra camera gear into countries that I wasn't allowed to have certain things in or allowed to bring in certain other things because I would have the gear and, and I would say, give me all the stuff guys and I'll put it in my carry on. And then I would always deal with the TSA security or the security wherever we were going in whatever situation. And I've been in some really hairy situations, including federales and people with AK-47s and all kinds of fun stuff. But people get very overwhelmed with technology. So when you're like, oh, this does this and this, you kind of control the narrative. And they're just kind of looking at it going, okay, well, it's not a bomb. So, okay, we, we've got that. And he doesn't have drugs. Okay. So screw it. Just we they get overwhelmed really easily. So. I could see how someone could finagle getting in certain uh, recording devices, whether they be to capture video or still images or record audio into courthouses. You know, I don't think Colleton County is as metropolitan as, let's say, Los Angeles, where we're really hip to this stuff. Um, I have been busted filming on federal property, uh, and they do not play around with that stuff <laughs> at all. <laughs> Because those guys were, um, those guys were there in, um, uh, like about a minute we were filming. Now I was told by our, uh, handlers that we did have permission and we did have, they did have permission to film the location, but they did not. But guess what? They never took the footage because I gave them the wrong memory card because I slipped it out in the camera and did a little sleight of hand and whatever. I guess I'm, in, I guess I'm admitting to something I probably shouldn't admit to, but there's ways to sneak out with things if you're really, really good at it. So I'm not surprised that these, these film, photos and videos or photos got out, um, is really my point in all of that. There's ways to do it, kids. There's ways to do it. Movers where there's a will, there's a way. So anyways, uh, at the conclusion of the trial, so Back to the, the obtaining the... So during the Murdoch trial, Hill used her political position and authority to obtain confidential information and digital images of the defendant and others during the trial. At the conclusion of the trial, Hill was interviewed by members of Netflix and was responsible for releasing unredacted body camera footage. On the second anniversary of the Murdoch murders, June 9th, 2023, Hill appeared in a news article 
on Walter Burrow Live. In this article, she acknowledged the release of her book, Behind the Doors of Justice. In this article, Hill claims the book will detail, quote, interactions with Murdoch, attorney, attorney tensions, witnesses, and jurors. I submit that releasing this information to the public could have an adverse effect in upholding the conviction of Murdoch in the event of an appeal. That is interesting. So a couple of things. Um, I don't know if she was interviewed by members of Netflix. So this is a common thing that happens in, in filmmaking too. Um, people will say like, oh, we're from Netflix. No, we're not from Netflix. In fact, Netflix very rarely, um, and, and, and there was two... There was two different, uh, there's there a documentary that was, uh, there were two different documentaries that I'm aware of. There is um, uh, Low Country, The Murdoch Murders, which is on HBO. There's one season of that. Then there was a follow-up, another one, which almost has strikingly similar uh, interview style and everything, which I'm wondering if they <laughs> shared crews. But they did two seasons of that, and those are on Netflix. I do not believe that those productions were commissioned by Netflix. Which means, while I'm saying that is, is, as a filmmaker, usually how it works is you fund the project. Like, Netflix wouldn't send representatives to be there. Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe, but they probably wouldn't be talking to her. Just for the simple fact that there's legal, there's legal issues with all of that. I don't think that they would have been... The producers, there, there's always has to be a very, um, there has to be a, a we, we call it like a chain of title in, in filmmaking. And, and basically in that chain of title, there's like, you know, it's much, much like a chain of custody, I suppose, in law enforcement, where, you know, you have different people that are in different positions. So you have producers that hire crew members, that hire the cinematographer, like myself, that hire directors, that hire the story, the story editors, that hire the writers, that hire, you know, the field producers that would go to the courthouse. Netflix isn't going to come from New York City and send somebody down. Most likely, no. So uh, the legal implications are, are very big for networks that, you know, deal with billions of dollars. So I would say that, no, <laughs> that she wasn't talking to people with Netflix, but she probably played it up as such. She probably said, I'm talking to Netflix people. Or the crew said, hey, we're from Netflix. Eh, you're not really from Netflix. You're from an independent production company that is selling your project to Netflix or that got money from Netflix to produce your project. Two totally different things. I sold a film to Investigation Discovery. I did not work for Investigation Discovery. That's what I'm saying. That's just to offer a little clarification, a little inside baseball into the entertainment industry and how it works. Um, it was responsible for releasing unredacted body camera footage. So, um, yeah, I don't know how she could do that, but that's interesting. Um, however, all of her and, and her plugging her book, like, of course, she's going to plug her book wherever she goes. Now, this is the, this is the more interesting part. It is well known that Hill allows guided tours of the Colleton County Courthouse during normal business hours for quote donations. This information has been made on Facebook posts. Now, this is, this is the Facebook stuff is where it gets all really, really weird to me. Um, in some of the posts, several citizens are seen posing for pictures in the holding cell Murdoch occupied during the trial. Hill tells attendees the donations are to replace the front windows of the courthouse. Um, it is well known a male tourist wrote a check to Colleton County in the amount of $100 as a donation for a tour. Hill later ordered staff member to alter the check by striking through Colleton County and adding her name to the check. Now, if that is true, 
man, there's no getting around that. Like that's like financial fraud. That's that's you know even if it's a hundred dollars, whatever. Like that's and that's just stupid for a hundred. Like what? Hill then deposited the check into her personal account. The de- the the denotations are unaccounted for, uh, for as there are no receipts being issued, and it is unknown what financial institution and accounts the the donations are being held in. On June second, uh, twenty twenty three, Hill, Hill permitted Hampton County author Michael Dewitt to promote, sell, and sign copies of his newly released book, Wicked Hampton County, inside the main courtroom of the Colleton County Courthouse during business hours. Dewitt posted this information on Facebook. And it was published on BluftonToday.com. In the post, DeWitt indicates, I will be selling and signing copies of Wicked Hampton County and talking about SC Low Country's rich but often wicked history. This Friday, June 2nd, blah, 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 blah. Um, wicked Hampton County is already a bestseller among true crime new releases on Amazon. But this will be a great way to hear some of these wicked stories firsthand and meet the author, along with CC Clerk of Court Becky Bloomhill and her staff. This post by DeWitt is demonstrative as it admits routine court business being interrupted on multiple days. Yeah, pretty much. And that would piss me off, too. That would piss me off if I worked for the county. That would piss me off if I was uh, had anything to do with Becky Hill. No, thank you at all. No, sir. What a nightmare. It goes on and on. I'm not going to get into the rest of this. Phenomenally interesting. <laughs> it's just the level of, as I said, the level of corruption. It's just all over the place. And many people said you know, to me, oh, the level of corruption. Hey, when I was talking to people, oh, it's really hairy down there in the low country. Woo! Just all over the place. Everybody. But again, I think it's just everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants to, you know, uh, giving tours. You're the talk of the town. You're giving the tours to Murdoch. I mean, how many thousands of people came to that small little town because of this man and because of what happened? I mean, that's insane. Um, So everybody wants to be a star. Now, speaking of everybody wanting to be a star, I am going to play. So yesterday... On Court TV, I believe it was yesterday. So Vinnie Politan had interviewed <laughs> had interviewed um, uh, Will from Fitz News, talking about all these things with Becky Hill and sort of his conflict, you know, the, the conflict that he was, you know, having internally with having to know known her, where he gets his information from, et cetera, et cetera. But he uh, he then invites. Um, he then invites uh, Neil Gordon. It was a big try onto the program. So because Neil has an axe to grind with Fitz News and also with lawyer Lori and uh, the TikTok star. And that's what I want to get into. So he talks about all this. Blah, blah, blah. There is Will from Fitz News. There's Becky Hill. That is accurate. But yeah, uh, the solicitor confirmed to us today that those ethics complaints against Becky Hill are going to be part of that grand jury investigation. Okay. What do we know about the ethics complaints? First, do we know who was making the complaints? So this is interesting. Right. The complaints were submitted anonymously. We know that they were submitted by two employees of Colleton County. Uh, Don't have the names. 
Uh, there's obviously been a lot of discussion about who submitted the complaints, but you know what we've tried to do is simply base our reporting on what was alleged in these documents. So what he's referring to is what I just read, one of the, which was one of the complaints that was that was out there. That was the first complaint. Uh, there was a, redra- a redacted version of that, and then that was the real version. Now, the um, the uh, what he was referring to is that it, what he was saying initially before that because I didn't rewind enough is that those complaints are going to be used as part of this grand jury investigation that the attorney general from South Carolina is now involving themselves into the state's, the state's attorney general's office is now involving themselves into, into this corruption in Colleton County. So they're going to take all these complaints into account. Also, Becky Hill will be compelled at some point to testify about these allegations when there is an evidentiary evidentiary hearing, which is going to take place be, due to possibly this jury tampering allegations and all that stuff. Because remember, this ethics, these ethics complaints that have been filed, these have nothing to do with the jury tampering uh, allegations that that Murdaugh's attorneys have alleged. They've they've alleged a whole other level of malfeasance you know, saying that, you know, she had, you know, prompted jury members uh, in the jury room before Murdoch's testimony of, you know, watch his body language, don't believe him, et cetera, et cetera. So there, there was a lot of, of that, you know, which has not been addressed. These are just these ethics complaints about how she does business and what she do, you know, use the courtroom and use her power as the clerk of courts to make a name for herself it has nothing to do with this jury tampering stuff, which could come down. And that's a whole other, like that's next level stuff guys. Um, so I can't wait to see what happens with that because she'll be called to the carpet for that. I'm sure. But back to this little thing. Uh, and again, as you probably followed this saga close as close as anybody, you know, that this Murdoch story has inspired a lot of strong feelings. Uh, there's been a lot of factionalism. And, and I think too often people have zeroed in, on it sort of being like a team sport rather than what it should be, which is a, a search for, for justice. And, uh, you know, you had Joe McCulloch on your show a while back, and I think some may argue he had picked some sides on this, uh, one of the... But I think that he, what Will says is, is really right, is that it, it becomes like a team sport. And I know college football is big in the South, <laughs> big in the South. You know, I come from the state of Ohio. We also have that team up North in Michigan. Uh, in college, that is, that is child's play compared to how college football is in the South. And this feels very much like that. Very, very strong feelings from both sides. But again, as he correctly points out into something that I am most interested above all else as someone who has been through a nightmare just like this with murder and the murder of my mother is the truth. Like, what is the truth of all of this? Who did what? What happened? What did not happen? You know, I when allegations had come out or my father had stirred up allegations rather that my mother's body was not my mother's and there were subsequent investigative uh, investigative articles that had come out in the Akron Beacon Journal in the mid-90s, I had given authorization to have my mother's body exhumed. I haven't really talked about that a lot, but that was one of the things I did because there were questions and speculations that had been raised and I thought, okay, well, I need to put this to bed myself why don't I just, um, why don't we just find out the truth? Which of course um, we did, did a DNA test and of course was my mother. So um, there you have it. But 
Um, again, a lot of this speculation is really it, the people that it harms the most um, and, and in these situations is the victims, um, whether they be, you know, Maggie and Paul or the Murdoch family or her family, or also, uh, you know, the, the town, you know, the, the county, the, the, all of the people that were affected, the victims of Alec Murdoch's, um, you know, uh, financial crimes, which is a whole other thing, you know, uh, it, it you seem to, we, 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 we want to get attention and, and talk about these things, but we want, you know, really what we should be looking for is the truth. That's really what this is all about. Not about pointing fingers or saying you're right or you're wrong. It's what is the truth? Like getting to the bottom of what really happened. That's the most important thing. Um, but I want to get into prominent attorneys down Gordon on because this is okay. So there's the book doors behind the doors of justice. They talk a little bit about how the, uh, how the book was, um, you know, maybe or maybe not doing well. And here we go. Now, as you know, in every story in every trial, every case, whatever we cover here, there's at least two sides to it. So let's, Let's take a look at the other side of all this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Joining me in Augusta, Georgia tonight, Becky Hill's co-author of that book, Behind the Doors of Justice, Neil Gordon, joins us Neil tonight. Gordon. Neil, I'm just going to take a quick sip of water. They're going to take a quick sip of water. Nah, Neil, <laughs> Neil Gordon. So, so all these allegations, all these things, now we got Neil Gordon, the co-author, who's going who's gonna to start talking to Vinnie Politan, who I got to meet when I was at CrimeCon, and uh, it was, he was a very nice guy. Uh, Marie Hathaway, thank you so much for the super sticker. And I missed a super sticker. Cat loves cat skills. Thank you so much for the super sticker as well. Greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now he's gonna. Now we're gonna hear from what this you know Neil Gordon character, who is just um, oh man, he's a he's a character. He's wound up for sure. I do like his Christmas tree in the background. Water. So. And I was very, very upset, uh, not only in Will's publication, but also uh, TikTok Lori uh, with her rants. TikTok Lori. He's upset with Will and Will's publication. So he's referring to Will from Fitz News, who strikes me as being a very mellow and just guy just trying to find the truth, right? But he's also got... TikTok Lori and his crosshairs. That's who he's really angry with. And that's what I think is the funniest. The part. other day, very, very unfactual. And the thing that I didn't appreciate is they both have a way to get in touch with me. Um, we had booked Becky on Will's podcast um, right after the trial. So for him to, um, even though he said the word allegedly, the truth of the matter is uh, these allegations that were made by, uh, again, this anonymous person, anybody can complain about anything. He says they may be ex-employees. Well, okay, that may tell you something right there, but. Anybody can complain about anything, as you are doing as well, sir. You are also here to complain. You are using Court TV to complain. To air your grievances out. I think it's, I mean, it, it's, it's just wild. I just want to read to you the things that were said that are completely false. Oh, here we go. Um, this is <clears throat> uh, it, it was said that Melissa part. was 
allowed in for 30 straight days, bypassed all the lines, was able to go in, bring her camera, take whatever photos that she wanted, um, had access to take photos of uh, Alex in the, in, the, in the lockup through the security cameras and all of that. Well, number one, I should know she was there four days. Four days. And again, Melissa, Melissa is, is your is your wife, right? That's right. And she also She's took and I'm looking at the, the book here, and she took some of the some of the photos, photos in the book. Okay. That's now here's now let, let's just add this. This is this is Neil's uh list of grievances here. This is his little thing that he filed his um his um, for immediate release. I always I, I I think these things are so funny when they put these like for immediate release, immediate release, as if we're supposed to like, oh, oh, ooh, okay, they're not playing around. It's for immediate release. <laughs> the ethics complaints filed against TikTok lawyer. <laughs> TikTok lawyer. Um, at least I spelled TikTok right. You know, members of Congress can't. Uh, can't they think it's called TikTok or TikTok? Evans, Georgia, December fifth, twenty twenty-three. Neil Gordon, co-author of the critically acclaimed. The critically acclaimed. I love how he throws it in. Neil Gordon. <laughs> this is, these people. <laughs> these people. Oh my God. These people are just so. Oh, I'm sorry. I just think it's. I just, I just think it's funny. <laughs> of the critically acclaimed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> New York Times says an instant classic. Barnesandnoble.com, an instant classic in the true crime genre. I could just see the, he should have put the reviews in it. For immediate release, the critically acclaimed and in bold letters behind the doors of justice, the Murdoch murders. <laughs> has filed an ethics complaint against a South Carolina attorney for violations unbecoming of an officer of the court. Lori Murray <laughs> operates a TikTok channel entitled Lawyer, <laughs> Lawyer Lori that has more than 660,000 followers. On December 1st, Miss Murray recorded a five-minute expletive-laden video in which she divulged details of a leaked anonymous complaint against Gordon's co-author, a, Col a Colleton County clerk, Becky Hill. Murray also defamed Mr. Gordon and his wife, photographer Melissa Gordon. Quote, Murray has refused to name the source of the leaked report, which isn't public record, until the conclusion of an investigation, Gordon said. I believe Murray has violated the state bar code of conduct. An officer of the court should never divulge delicate information during an ongoing investigation. It's behavior unbecoming of her esteemed present. <laughs> profession <clears throat> couching her statements by putting the word allegedly in front of them is no defense for her behavior unquote gordon's ethics complaints filed complaint filed with the south carolina office of disciplinary count counsel points to several false defamatory statements murray made during her video among them Again, this would be from Neil Gordon, the co-author of the critically acclaimed book Behind the Doors of Justice, The Murdoch Murders. 
I don't know why I find it so funny. Woo! But it is funny. It's really funny. Why would you put that in a press? The critically acclaimed. Put some book reviews in there. So this is what he alleges. And we can let him. Uh, I can bring it back on there. So he could talk about it. It says, false. Murray claimed Melissa Gordon attended Alex Murdaugh's trial for 30 days and that Miss Hill gave her preferential treatment by allowing her a seat in court each day. Fact. Gordon attended the trial for four days total and waited in line like the rest of the spectators. Well, sure. Okay. And when I, when I heard him talking about this, this is before I even read this. Well, of course, she would have to probably wait in line because you have to wait in line because you have to go through security in the court. And I don't know if you've been to court, especially post-COVID, but it's, it takes a minute to get in there. They got to go in one by one. You got to go through the metal tech to the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's a whole process. It's always been a process, but it's a whole process, especially in something that's this public. I would imagine uh, that she would have had to have waited in line. So, um, you know, uh, but if she had a seat in the courtroom, then when other people have been waiting, then maybe... I don't know. How did she get that seat? How did she get that seat? Anyways. Um, <clears throat> the second page of this, of this wonderful for immediate, for immediate release is, oh, this is so fabulous. These people, I swear. Let's see what else his grievance has to say. So, uh, it doesn't say add, it doesn't say at the top, um, it does not say at the top of this one that uh, it is <laughs> for immediate release of the critically acclaimed Murdoch murders uh, behind the board <laughs> doors of justice. Uh, false. Murray claimed Gordon was given free reign to shoot pictures inside the courthouse and that she took a picture of surveillance video showing Alec Murdoch's reading a book in his jail cell during jury deliberations. Fact, Gordon was not a designated pool photographer and therefore was not allowed to bring her camera into the courthouse or take any pictures inside of the building. This is all important because Miss Murray is falsely claiming we colluded with Becky Hill during the trial to write our book. That is patently false, said Gordon. As we've stated all along, Melissa didn't meet Becky Hill until the trial was nearly over and I didn't meet her until three weeks after the jury's verdict was in. Miss Murray's defamatory actions have caused my family a great deal of trauma. We hope the South Carolina bar sanctions her for her reckless behavior. <clears throat> oh, very, very interesting. Uh, so it's just two things, two things that he wanted to clear up. Now, this is the best part. So in this video, in the video, he, so, uh, Vinnie Paulton asks him about this alleged photograph of, um, uh, of Alec Murdoch in the jail cell. And he kind of goes into it. And what he starts to say is he was in charge of making sure that whatever photos went out, like he was the one who was in charge of this. So he would get the, the photographs from his wife, but he was the one that was putting them on social media. So his, 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 um, sort of, he's very prevaricative in how he, and how he. And they were taken outside. She was not allowed, as you know, Vinny, Court TV was the only so. conference that Dick and Jim had, which is being proven to be nothing but a puff of smoke. Um, I, I, I mentioned there on that program. 
I sent you some video. Melissa accidentally was had her cell phone on record, and they had an exchange. Melissa asked her some questions, and at the end, very end, she said, "You're Becky, right? I'm Melissa." And then, and then it cut off. But that's the first time she met. So, the thought of her planning this with Becky or whatever is absolutely ridiculous. Listen, she got hundreds and hundreds of photos. Yeah, um, since after uh, the, the trial and even before the trial for our book, um, I have no idea who sent her the photo or what have you, but she did not take that photo. She was not allowed to have any recording device in and, and, you're, and again, we're talking, about the, we're talking about Alec Murdoch resting on a bed during jury deliberations. That photo of the security camera, you're saying Melissa had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Now, I will, you know, full disclosure, I was the one that was calling the shots on what photos we should put on social media. And I thought it was fascinating, Vinny. I mean, here he was reading a true crime book, laying down as if he could be having, you know, dinner in his living room as he did for years and just awaiting his fate. And I just thought it was so interesting. I put it up there and some people thought it was poor taste. Some people thought it was doctor. But, but here's, here's the issue. And then the, the issue is, was who took the photo? So someone sent it to you, right? Uh, have you gone back in the records to see who I, sent it? So, it's, okay. So, so here he is. It says on one hand, she didn't take the photo. We didn't know where anything comes from. But I'm the one who put that photo on social media because I thought it was really interesting. Then people said it was within poor taste. So clearly, you're utilizing the photos to promote your book and to promote yourself. Just because you're being prevaricative about it does not mean, like, it's just, again, I'm putting all this out because of the massive amount of hypocrisy that is, that seems to just, just blanket everyone that's involved in this whole scenario. All of it. Even when you put out a press release, the critically acclaimed book, I just think it's just like, oh, and now he's going to go into this thing because Vinnie Politan Press is like, okay, so hold on. So. Have you gone back to look because you're showing timestamps of certain photographs? Why haven't you shown other timestamps? Why, why don't you have a timestamp of this? Why can't you go back through his email? This is where he presses it, which I think is absolutely great because that's what you should do. Not, not to me. No, absolutely not to me. Uh, Melissa took care of all the photography and all the photos came. And this was probably probably about five months ago. So I don't know. I, I, if this, if this so now he doesn't know, but then he says, well, I'm the one who puts it on social media, but Melissa took care of all the photography. You, you see the issue, you see the issue here. And now I can see how someone could miss, miss, uh, miss, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Misunderstand <laughs> how he could somehow be involved in all of this. Because he kind of is saying that he's involved in all this. He said he was the one who put it on Facebook but didn't know where the photo came from. But then he said, my wife didn't take it. But then said, my wife is in charge of all the photos and, and accumulating all the photos. So it, you see, the, you, you see the, the massive holes in his argument, which I think is kind of very, which I think is very, very interesting. And yes, of course, you should be able to get to the bottom of the photo. Absolutely. That's the whole point. That's my whole point in all of this. 
I just find it all so, so very hilarious. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. These people, oh, these people are all something, aren't they? This is part of the investigation. We'll dig through it, and we'll we'll we will uh, respond to and, the investigation. And it would seem pretty pretty simple. I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, pretty simple to to investigate. I mean, yes. just take a look. If it was there, if there's an email where all this was coming, search the images. You'll you'll find out who sent yeah. it. And, and I couldn't when they find it. it. I did. Vinny seems check to know how it works. Vinny seems to know how to track down images. <laughs> He's like, hey, it's really easy. Just you know, go through the emails. You got just do a search in your email. And again, yes, absolutely. The only <laughs> everyone else seems to be the one seems to understand how it works, except for him. It's very funny. But I, I want to get into find anything. When he could, so I'm so honestly he, not sure about that. But so this was this was all part of it, and 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 basically she got lumped into this. And the part that really concerned me, I mean, Will has done some good reporting on things. He had a good story out today that may go to the grand jury. But man. It's just a simple code. What you said at the beginning, there's two sides of the story. Pick up the phone before you put in there that some anonymous person said, Melissa was there for 30 days and got... Pick up the... I mean, come on, man. Is he supposed to run his story by so you can co so you can coordinate with him like, like what your bullshit story is? Come on. Okay, so then he brings on lawyer, lawyer Lori. And he also brings on um, Matt Harris from... Um, from uh, uh, the Murdoch podcast, um, uh, Impact of Influence, which I was actually on, by the way. Matt and Matt and his uh, and his uh, co-host Seton Tucker interviewed me. TikTok. Um, a few when we come back, ago. she's yeah. going to join us. She's so join there, um, you got a bone to pick with her. You let her know; she'll respond. We'll get to the bottom of all of it. I know you've been going back and forth. It's pretty funny. So they get into it and the whole thing. We're not going to get into all this core TV stuff. And oh, we there's... considered what factors and what we should and should not do and considered whether he should take the stand. We never considered the likelihood, as reported to us by the jurors, that the clerk of court would go in to the sanctity of the jury room before he testified and tell the jurors, don't be fooled by his testimony, watch out for his body language. And, and that is what the sworn testimony that we have filed in court today says. That's the genesis of, of all the issues involving Becky Hill. Now, and that's where he's right. That is the genesis of all the issues that are involving Becky Hill. Right there. Stay, getting involved in shit that you shouldn't be getting involved in on so many different levels. And the jury tampering and this, I mean, abuse of power. Wasn't the whole... Wasn't everyone's contention with the Murdoch case in general was that the, this family, the Murdoch family for generations had abused their power in Colleton County. Wasn't that the whole crux of their argument that these people had abused their seat of power for generations? I don't know. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me that then they decide to do the exact same thing. Two wrongs don't make a right. But now oh, here comes lawyer Lori. Ethics complaints from this. All right. Oh, and there, there's Matt Harris. All right. Um, explain to us the, the the why you're upset with 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 Lori. I just think um, you know maybe I'm old school like Will that's been in. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, like Mr. Harris that's been in. You know 
mainstream radio and TV news or whatever. Maybe it's different if you're an influencer like Lori on TikTok or whatever, but I still believe there is a responsibility that you have, particularly when you're an officer of the court as an attorney, to speak in a manner that is professional, with professional conduct, and to do your best to tell the truth and not hide behind the fact that somebody anonymous has made all of these allegations. I said uh, I said it's alleged and think that that's okay. Real people are on the other line. I've just explained how blatantly false what Lori and what Will said occurred as it relates to Melissa being tied into this. I also don't appreciate 15 F-bombs and, uh, you know, substitute the word crap and many of it around my wife. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, here, here comes the best quote, though. He doesn't appreciate the F-bombs. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate the crap. But then he says... <laughs> um, but then he goes, then he, then he quotes just the worst quote that I, that I think one could quote. Appreciate that kind of language. And you know, what's really surprising, Lori, is you have a wonderful rating from your clients, 4.9 out of five. Oh, I checked you right. out. Your clients must be really happy. I know you got 660,000 followers, but I don't know how the hell you sleep at night with that mouth and how you talk to people. It's really, really unfortunate, and I don't appreciate it. And in the immortal words of Will Smith, I'd like you to get my wife's name out of your mouth because you don't know what you're talking about. Certainly related to my wife. Your turn. Are you done? I mean, come on, man. Like, you're going to quote, of all people, to quote, oh, I can't. I'm, oh, of all people to quote, come on, man. Like, this guy, this guy, I swear, this guy is something else. But let's let, let's let TikTok Lori let her weigh in because she just sat there and took it. And then he tried to interrupt her. He tried to like steamroll over her, which I don't appreciate because she let him talk. She took it like a, like he was, you know, trying to be like, I'm a man and I'm going to do this. Then he just tries to steamroll over her when he didn't like what she had to say or her response, which I don't appreciate. Like you need to let her talk too. Great. Thank you I, so I much. I think so for I, now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, cause you I'm said a lot. Started. You said a lot. Oh no, I think you're quite done. Anyway, let me just say this. There is none of this that I said, first of all, uh, I have a First Amendment right to freedom of speech that you seem to have forgotten about. But also, none of this was about you. This was about Becky Hill. You have made it about yourself. You have inserted yourself into this. You have inserted your wife into it. Don't interrupt me, please. Let me talk. I'll let you talk. You've inserted yourself into it because what I did was talk about the complaints that were made against, against Becky Hill, not the complaints that were made against your wife. Nobody said your wife did anything wrong, but in an effort to garner attention and bring this all back to the book, the terrible book, which and that's, really, let's be honest, that's why you're mad at me because I've said your book is bad and it is bad, but this is the whole problem. This is why you're upset. It's not bad. I have a, I have a for immediate release for immediate release that says <laughs> Neil Gordon for immediate release dated December 5th, 2023. Neil Gordon out of Evans, Georgia, Georgia, 
Neil Gordon, co-author of the critically acclaimed Behind the Doors of Justice, The Murdoch Murders. It's a critically acclaimed. How could it not be a good book? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, yes, quoting Will Smith, he is not. Yes. I mean, well, then, but this is like sums it up. And, and then she rightfully put, says what I think that we're all thinking just based upon this press release, which is he inserted himself into this as shameless self-promotion for the book. That's pretty much what my conclusion is, just watching all of this. It's uh, That's my takeaway. This had nothing to do with you. I never talked about you. I never talked about your wife. This is about the allegation against Becky Hill. And you've inserted yourself in there and you've called me names on social media just as well in a private group so nobody can see it. So I can't respond to it. So you've done all of this behind closed doors trying you to hide the wall. Facebook groups and, or Reddit forums and you know, I've never things about you or you couldn't respond. I don't know what that's like. Hmm. You. I've never cussed you. You did and you in did your email. Yes, sir, you did in your email. And for, I, no, and I can what I, what I, can I said was. You can't. And no, I repeated you what you said. I did. I repeated what you, said, this, what you said. Just what you said. All this goes did. back to all this goes back to whether or not Becky Hill gave you special access and gave your wife special access. You did not answer the question as to where that picture came from. And there are records, the internet lists forever. It's going to come out that you or your wife, one was the first one to, to post that picture and nobody else had access to it. That's against the ethical rules. So that's one. So it's and she's absolutely right. That's the thing is that is even when he was pressed about the picture, he said, I'm the one who posted. He literally admits earlier in the interview that he was the one who had the access to everything, that he was the one who um who who made the decisions on what went out on social media. Then he starts to backtrack track, then he starts to become prevaricative. Well, I don't really know where it came from. I don't know, but he starts talking about date stamps and times and how he can prove this and how he can prove that, but he can't figure out where he got the photo from all of a sudden when pressed upon it on the show. So she's absolutely right in saying, in saying this and in calling him out in his bullshit and kudos to her for doing it. She sat there. She let him just try to just roll or, you know, he, he tried to roll over her and she stood her ground. That's just my opinion on the subject. And, um, all the while, <laughs> Matt Harris is somewhere in the background here uh, watching all of this saying, I wish I had a bag of popcorn. Going, that, that's out there. I th I'm pretty sure that we're going to see that. That's an allegation that I am making. It could be wrong. It could be it's unproven, but it's an allegation. That's what those are. Either way, I haven't seen anybody else post that picture except for you guys. And also, this comes down to where did, when did Becky start writing this book? When did you start having contact with her? Because if she was doing it on the clerk of court's time in the courtroom, then that is a violation of the ethical rules. So the allegation is oh, that she was writing that. I'm not done. If she was writing this while she was in the courtroom or doing her clerk of court duties, then that would seem to be unethical because she's getting paid to be the clerk of court, not to write the book. So, okay. So that's a great point too, because when you think about it, um, and, and, and again, I, I believe she's absolutely 100% right with this. By the way, uh, Karen Isabel Stewart, thank you so much for the super sticker. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I believe she, she's 100% right. 
because so I'll give you a total example. So I have a friend who has a podcast. Um, it's it's pretty successful. She was a producer on a television show, and we were talking about her podcast a couple months ago. And she was talking about like receiving bonus structures from it. It, it. The podcast itself made made quite a bit of money, like a couple million dollars. And um, we were discussing her. Uh, she had sent me some contract stuff because I was looking at it, and um, and she was she explained to me. She said. Um, she said, but I didn't get that money. <laughs> she got a very, very small amount of money co compared to that. You know, the, um, there was bonus structures in place because she was a producer on a television show and she had to, she did the podcast while she was a producer on the television show. So the network that produced the television show that was paying her salary that allowed her to make the podcast made 98% of that money they kept almost all the money because she was a salaried employee for the network and, and the, and the television production company. And they said, if you're going to do this, we're not going to hold you back, but we get to make the money because we're paying you to do another job that you're not doing. So this works for anyone. If you're my employee, she's an employee of Colleton County. If she is literally sitting, it's just like, you know, and I, I don't have a real job. This is my job. You know, thank God I'm lucky enough to do this for, for to scrape out a living. If I had a job, if I was an employer and my employees were literally playing on Facebook all day or were writing a book or were writing this, I would be pissed. I would be like, you are getting paid by me to not, you, you know, where does this notion of company time go? If you're paying someone to do something or if, you're, if you've hired somebody and they are working for you and then they are not doing the job that you hired them for uh, because they want to write a book, well, okay, that's great. Then you don't need to be my employee anymore. You want to write a book? Okay, great. You can go write your book. I don't need to be involved. Like You don't need to be working for me. Go write your book. I'm not paying for that. I'm paying for you to bake cookies or, <laughs> or flip burgers or file legal paperwork or make sure that everyone's doing their job or being a supervisor or a manager. So uh, she's absolutely right in calling that out because that is an ethics violation. Like you can't, you can't, you can't be writing a book while you're on the count, while you're getting paid by the county. People should be angry about that down there. They should be angry that she was collecting a paycheck while other people and are not collecting paychecks and, and are, is using that money and is also trying to enhance her public image. She's every, every, she has every right to say this. And this guy is just pissed because she's right. Sorry. And I'm sorry that she has a TikTok account. I'm sorry that she has, you know, 660,000 followers, which probably is a lot more since this, since this came out. But she's absolutely right. She's absolutely right for calling him out. Absolutely right. Because what he's saying is utter rubbish. Wait and talk to Matt Harris, who's going to come up next. You're going to find that Becky herself admitted that she started writing this book while she was in the courtroom. And sir, if you want to tell me that you did not have any part in writing this book before this trial was over, I welcome you to submit your phone records. Pull them out there. Let's see your phone records as to when you started talking to Becky Hill. I start, I'd be happy to. I don't know how many times I have to tell you okay. I did not meet Becky or speak to her till after the trial. I never went to the trial. My wife did. She went four times, not, not every single day like you reported, without the use of the word allegedly for 90 full seconds. You berated my wife and tied her in. In She's a video that you published again yourself. 
in a video that you reposted, sir. You reposted that video. You can't come back at me for a video that you reposted and put out there for everybody to see. Because again, it's all about Absolutely. for your book. Absolutely. All right, let's do because this. Let's do I this. Wanna... I love it. I love it. I mean, she's right. <clears throat> Lover or hater, he's right. <laughs> he can't come back at her for something that he did. Sorry, dude. If you probably... He literally started out this entire conversation saying, hey, I... <laughs> I literally, I was in charge of all the posting in social media. It was my job. Bubba, she supplied the photos. It was my job to put it out there. And I chose to put the photo of Alec Murdoch in the holding cell, awaiting sentencing, reading the true crime book, because I thought it was interesting. People said it was in bad taste, in poor taste. Dude, you can't have it both ways. I'm sorry, you can't. She's right to call him out for it. Um, You know, I'll let this play a little longer or, or not. Anyways, this, my point is corruption. <laughs> there is now a grand jury looking at a, 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 the attorney general's office of the state of South Carolina is now looking into all of this mess, all of this Becky Hill nonsense. These people just keep getting dragged. I mean, this is, well, again, this is the gift. I apparently that keeps on giving and, um, and Becky Hill, Oy vey, I'll tell you. If anything ever deserves an oy vey, that deserves an oy vey. I'll tell you. Um, and Alec Murdoch, at the end of the day, you know that he is just sitting there just laughing about all of this, that his lawyers are laughing at all of this uh, because it probably feeds into his own level of nar his own narcissism for sure, but also like this just creates confusion around everything that that the prosecutors had done that uh, the judicial system had enacted, that the, the lawsuits that are against him, that his own financial crimes and victimization of innocent people has done, this all, this all puts that out of people's minds and now focuses attention on, on these nincompoops. It's ridiculous. It's, um, it's bad behavior all around. They're all bad actors, all of them. All of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't... Um, you can't do that. Kim Shorn, thank you so much for the super sticker. Uh, yeah, just, just something else. Anyways, um, uh, no live tomorrow because we are live right now. I will be traveling to Ohio, um, but I will see you guys on Sunday because I will be doing another, another live episode. So I'm going to try to keep up with the schedule, but please, uh, I'll keep you guys posted on, on social media here on YouTube as well. Uh, as what my upcoming live schedule is. Um, I want to say thank you so much to all my channel members and uh, all my channel subscribers. And please, guys, my audience, please let me know what you guys think in the comments below and what you think of this whole mess, the Murdoch mess, the, this Becky Hill nonsense, the grand jury investigations, what's going on? What do you guys think is going to happen? Do you think that that Becky Hill is going is to step, step down? Do you think she's going to be charged? I mean, her son is already facing wiretapping charges. What do you think is going to happen? Is Alec Murdoch going to get a new trial. These are all things to think about. And please also check out today's video sponsor, Aura. Check it out. 14-day free trial when you sign up using my code, aura.com forward slash call your Landry. Thank you to all my channel members. Thank you to all my uh, Patreon members and Patreon supporters. And thank you to all of you who subscribe here to this channel. Without you guys, and then without, uh, without you guys, I can't make this. This content would not be possible without you guys, my audience. And I appreciate all of you so, so much. Uh, I am headed back to the Midwest tomorrow.
It is 31 degrees in Ohio right now. It was 75 here in Los Angeles today or in Santa Monica. I was at the beach sticking my hand. The water was freezing, but I was sticking my sand in the t- my feet in the toes, my toes in the sand, walking on the beach, uh, soaking it all in because I will be in freezing cold slush rain. Oh, but I can see my family and that'll be great. But um, yeah, uh, happy holidays to all of you as well. But uh, yes, please check me out. Uh, check out other videos. There's one right here, one right here. If you're interested in the Murdoch saga, there's more, uh, there's more true crime here on my channel. And uh, let me know what you guys think of this video. Let me know what you guys think of this whole Murdoch saga because um, you guys have reached out and said, hey, we're, we're loving this. So um, I appreciate all the support. Anyways, on that note, Mover Nation, we get through another one. I'm Collier Landry. This is the Collier Landry Show. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. For exclusive content around this podcast, please consider supporting me via Patreon by going to collierlandry.com forward slash support. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And please leave us a five-star review. If you want to see video episodes of this podcast, please check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash collierlandry. You can find links to additional resources in the show notes of today's episode. This podcast is a production of Don't Touch My Radio. Copyright Collier Landry.